Welcome to Raising the Bar, the one and only podcast that centers the lives and experiences of women of color while discussing legal issues and policies. We aim to inform, educate, and provide concrete tools to empower, expand, and raise the bar for our communities and ourselves. Thank you so much for listening and enjoy. Welcome to Raising the Bar with Iman. Hey, y'all. I know it's been a while. Um, yeah, life. <laughs> but I did want it. I wanted to come in and do a brief episode, um, a brief, a brief update episode. So this episode, we're just going to um, I'm going to give you some interesting updates to topics we've discussed in previous episodes. And there will be a new and exciting episode on the first day of the new year. Tuesday, January 1st, 2019. Uh, but before we get into that, before we get into up to the updates, I did want to, today's affirmation is going to be a bit different because this is a bonus episode. I really didn't look for an affirmation, but because um, I'm recording this on Sunday, December 30th, I did want to want to talk to you about the way that I'm kind of closing out 2018 and planning for 2019. Um, I'm not really a resolutions girl. Um, I kind of think, you know, throughout the year, I'm, I'm fine with anyone who does resolutions. I just don't really um, feel a need to do them on the begin, like the first day of the new year. Um, I believe that if you want, if you're resolute to changing anything, you can do it throughout the year. But I did find um, actually a friend of mine, shout out to Top Coat, shout out to Bethany Peak. Uh, a good friend of mine sent me a guide from happyblackwoman.com. And the guide was kind of a review of the, the the ending year, the current year that's ending, and a preview or planning of the the upcoming year. And so I did it. I kind of took about an hour to reflect on 2018 and then to plan or to set intentions for 2019. And I thought it was a very good way of kind of reflecting on where you've been, um, and kind of planning and, and setting intentions for 2019. So I did post it to um, the website, www.rtbpodcast.com. Uh, so please check it out. Um, I also mentioned um, what actually my reflections of my year. Um, I think this year I definitely learned the importance of setting boundaries. Um, I learned the importance of finding joy in whatever. Life is not always going to be easy, but I think that we always can find joy. And focusing on the joy um, definitely gives you a different perspective. So definitely check that out, www.rtbpodcast.com. Oh, remember, we are on Instagram and Facebook, One RTB Podcast, and that's both Instagram and Facebook. Uh, so yeah, quick updates. So... On episode four, we talked about, you know, this country's inability to pass anti-lynching legislation. And I think it's been, I want to say 200 years, this country has tried to pass anti-lynching legislation. Um, And we also talked about, there was actually a bill that was introduced in the Senate. It was introduced by the three black senators in the Senate. It was the Justice for Victims Lynching Act. And the, you know, the, the bill outlines the specific act of lynching. And for the purpose of this bill, they define lynching as a mob killing without legal authority, which I think it could be more than that, but whatever. Um, and, you know, if this bill is passed, it would add lynching to the federal list of hate crimes. And we know if, um, if a crime is considered hate crimes, it's also, there can be enhanced sentencing. 
So the bill has passed the Senate. It hasn't gone to the, I think it's been, I think it's been transferred to the House, but the House hasn't voted on it. Um, hopefully this new Democratic House will vote on it. Um, and then, you know, in order for it to become law, the president will have to sign it. So I'll definitely keep you updated on that. The second update I wanted to talk about, uh, focus on episodes seven and nine. So episode seven and nine, nine focus on the, um, Georgia's race for governor and, you know, in episode nine, I had my very good friend, um, Vanetta, come in to talk about Stacey Abrams' brilliance. This is not a concession speech. I mean, this is not a concession email where she acknowledged that, you know, she was willing to kind of um, give up the fight for governor, but she wasn't going to give up, give up the fight for fair elections in Georgia. So since that's happened, fair fight action and care in action actually filed suit in the United District Court for the Northern District of Atlanta division against the current interim secretary of state of Robin Crittenton and the state election board. And, you know, anything that you read about this, um, this suit, it just speaks to the brilliance of its suit, where the suit takes not one instance of you know, voter suppression or disenfranchisement, but it speaks to the entire, it takes it all as one, one comprehensive scheme, right, to disenfranchise people in Georgia, one comprehensive scheme to, you know, grossly mismanage the election that deprives citizens and particularly citizens of color of their fundamental right to vote. And, you know, and that's what it alleges. It alleges that the Secretary of State and the State Election Board, and although Brian Kemp is not officially named, it definitely talks about what was done while he was Secretary of State. So don't get it twisted. This is definitely against Brian Kemp. But, you know, they they, they mentioned the current interim um, Secretary of State of Georgia. It also alleges that the electoral, electoral process violated the first, 14th, and 15th Amendments. Um, and... In it, it talks about Georgia's history of neglecting its election infrastructure and suppressing votes. And I think it's very important that after Shelby, and we talked about Shelby, you know, but after Shelby, we saw states, you know, basically move very quickly to implement voting restrictions. And Georgia was actually, I think, the U.S. Commission on Civil Rights, after they examined how the states moved to disenfranchise folks, Georgia was the only state that had implemented voter restrictions in every category. And what I mean by that is Georgia implemented strict requirements for voter identification, docu- documentary proof of U.S. citizenship, purging of voters from voter registration roll, cuts to, er- cuts to early voting, and the closing, closing and relocation of polling locations. And so in the, you know, it's a 66-page complaint. But overall in the complaint, it says, you know, that the defendants, the Secretary of State, um, what is responsible for Georgia's election, um, election system. And at the same time, they, disenchant, they disenfranchised voters over the last 18, eight years. And I think it's important also to note that the suit doesn't ask to invalidate Kemp's win, right? So we're not even focused on that. But it does argue that the entire system needs to be changed. So I'll definitely keep you updated on all of that. But I I thought I definitely wanted to update you on just those two um, important um, 
updates to things that we've talked about. And like I said, um, there definitely will be a new episode on January 1st. I'm excited about that. And we'll be talking about the broken window, the broken window theory of policing and fair evasion. There's just the fight against fair evasion is definitely part of that theory. But I wanted to expand the conversation to just talk about the entire theory in general. Um, and yeah, um, this is going to be a very short episode, but I thought those were good updates to give you all. And I look forward to speaking to y'all on Tuesday. I look forward to more episodes of RTB. Um, this year I have a lot of big plans for the podcast. I'm hoping to have a live broadcast in 2019. I'm hoping to be definitely more consistent with my episodes. So you'll definitely hear more from me. Um, but until then stay blessed.